Hello and welcome to Reading Matter. This is your podcast about fiction and non-fiction books. I'm its host, Natalie. And today in this new episode, I'm going to talk about a non-fiction book. I usually take four to five weeks to talk about some fiction I've read and was impressed by. And once every four or five weeks, I record an episode on a non-fiction book. Mainly they will be connected to humanities, to the fields of uh, linguistics, uh, literature, translations, philology. Uh, But today I do have something that's not directly connected to those topics that I generally deal with in my life, professional and private. Uh, Today I want to talk about a guide. And in particular, I want to talk about An Astronaut's Guide to Life on Earth by Chris Hatfield. Uh, This is a book I've read um, a couple of years ago, three years ago in 2018, I believe. And I was so impressed by it that when I looked at my review of this book on Goodreads and on Instagram, (laughs) now three years later, I was impressed even by the review I left. Uh, Because I'm not very good at reading guides and self-help books um, and things that sort of aim at kicking you to success. (laughs) But the advantage, the huge, huge advantage of this book is that it mainly deals with a life story of one person. So here it is not so much of a guide as um, autobiography, I guess. So first of all, I cannot just skip the credentials of our writer, well, the author of this autobiography. Uh, Chris Hetfeld is uh, a famous astronaut, probably one of the most famous in the world, mainly uh, due to his love to David Bowie's music uh, and performing Space Oddity in Zero Gravity on the ISS. Uh, Generally, Chris Hatfield has quite a rich biography and his list of credentials is extremely impressive. So he was um, a top graduate of the US Air Force Test Pilot School. Sounds good already. And then he also worked for the U.S. Navy as test pilot, was selected by the Canadian Space Agency to be the astronaut. He is Canadian himself, so being selected uh, to be uh, an astronaut for the country that didn't really have its own space program, not directly, um, was also a huge success and the one he was striving for for so long. I was also particularly impressed that he worked as uh, director of NASA operations in Star City in Russia, or, well, uh, Zvezdny Karadok, which is a closed urban locality in Moscow region. And this is exactly where the space training facility um, of Russian astronauts is located. Uh, So I was quite excited to read a couple of, well, if not kind, but then like adequate words about his stay um, in Russia and his work there. Yeah. Also, I guess just to put a cherry on top, I have to mention that Chris Hatfield was a chief of International Space Station Operations in, I believe, uh, sometime in 2000s. So his credentials are more than impressive and one would wonder why would I uh, consider his guide to life on Earth (laughs) to be applicable to somebody like me who lives and works and tries to achieve uh, success in a completely different sphere? Why would his guide work for me? First of all, because this guide is not actually a guide. It looks like it, but I feel like mm, with all these lessons about the long journey to success, it is still 
just one of the examples of how you can live your life. And you don't really have to see this as a guide that has some rules and ideas for you how to succeed, what you need to do, you know, like wake up early, be productive, learn hard, work harder, (laughs) and strive to achieve your dreams. Um, He basically just looks back at his life and assesses what lessons his own journey taught him. I believe for myself, I picked out one important aspect that I guess helps me to deal with a lot of stress, especially considering 2020-2021 pandemic events. So Chris Hadfield points out throughout several chapters that a lot of stress, worry and fear that tend to paralyze us and literally mess up everything comes from lack of knowledge. So lack of knowledge or just being unaware about things. And I believe it's also one of those things that are on the surface. Come on, this is obvious, right? But sometimes it is good to be reminded of that. And exactly in this book, very subtly, I got reminded that if I'm afraid of something in work, in communication with people, in um, relationships, in uh, some of my creative projects, the right way to deal with it would be just to go ahead and figure it out. I don't have to, you know, risk and start and just like throw myself (laughs) headfirst into uh, anything, but I just need to look around to find out a few things, to educate myself, to just basically make sure I could collect at least some knowledge. And when I know things, when I know processes, when I get to know people, I realize how this high level of stress goes down. I get more interested than stressed by whatever I'm doing. Um, And this way, knowledge basically controls the stress and the fear. Another important aspect that, uh, once again, also surprised me by its simplicity was an idea that you need to have a plan how to deal with uh, your situation if something goes wrong which can sound a little bit defeatist in a way, because you really need to, when you embark on a journey (laughs) to success, let's use this cliche. No, when you start anything, a project or new work or any sort of activity you plan to be successful at, just imagine what could go wrong. You really need to think about the potential outcomes, the potential outcomes if you fail, if things do not turn out the way you wanted them to turn out. Um, and just imagine this and prepare for this. Have a a plan for these kind of situations. And Chris Hadfield, he found it out the hard way because his journey to becoming the Canadian astronaut was not that easy. He failed on several steps of the way and at some point it was even looking grim for him because he was getting older, he had necessary credentials but was just not picked up to be the astronaut for the missions Um, and basically this is the moment when you really need to have if not a backup plan then just be prepared inside your own mind how to deal with this kind of case because if this one happens then you hit much harder when you're not prepared when you did not see this coming but if you've already analyzed all right what would happen if i fail if things don't work out then the impact of the stress of this hit is not going to be that strong anymore. 
Well, as I said, this book is more autobiography than a guide, but you still can get a lot of motivation and inspiration from it. At least I did. Now a couple of words about format. I've actually quite enjoyed the fact that the book is divided into three parts that sort of reflect stages of a space flight. The first part is called pre-launch, then we have liftoff, and the last one, coming down to Earth. Which is also an important aspect that we don't really always think, because striving for success makes us plan, imagine, fantasize, strategize, but we never really see what's going to happen after this point of climax, after we return to Earth, basically, after success is achieved. What next? How to continue, how to keep the good and the positive outcomes. So I guess I enjoyed also the fact that Chris Hadfield, or whomever helped him to write the book, also touched on that. Chapter titles pretty much reveal what aspect of a guide, in quotation marks, to any kind of success in your life is going to be described here. Um, for example, my favorite is, what is the next thing that could kill me? <laughs> and this again connects to having a plan for a stressful situation or for failure. Some might think and say that the situations that Chris Hadfield explains are very different from whatever we, like, you know, lay people can face, because he is literally talking about the things that could kill you when you sit in a rocket that flies you out of the atmosphere to space, and other things that could kill you in space, you know, when there is no air, where literally everything is extremely dangerous. So my level of stress went down immediately because I was thinking, well, yes, I am not at that level of risk, <laughs> definitely. Um, and then if I prepare myself, if I even just consider other possible outcomes, I found out what's the next thing that could kill me, metaphorically speaking, I'm ready to deal with it, more or less. <laughs> right, so this was a short review for An Astronaut's Guide to Life on Earth. I enjoyed it immensely, uh, but I do believe, as always, that it's best to read the book yourselves and make up your own opinion. I also quite enjoyed my edition because it had some pictures in it. Now it's full of stickers. Whoops, dropped the book. <laughs> uh, to highlight some important aspects. I would like to quote a few things here from the book. So, quote, If you start thinking that only your biggest and shiniest moments count, you are setting yourself up to feel like a failure most of the time. End of quote. To me, it's simple. If, you got, if you've got the time, use it to get ready. What else could you possibly have to do that's more important? Yes, maybe you'll learn how to do a few things you'll never wind up actually needing to do, but that's a much better problem to have than needing to do something and having a clue where to start. Quote, in my experience, fear comes from not knowing what to expect and not feeling you have any control over what's about to happen. When you feel helpless, you are far more afraid than you would be if you knew the facts. End of quote. The best way to contribute to a brand new environment is not by trying to prove what a wonderful person you are. It's by trying to have a neutral impact to observe and learn from those who are already there and to pitch in with the grunt work whenever possible. I mean, there are so many more things I could quote from this book, 
Uh, even in 2018, in my first review, I noted that I would have to quote like 70% of this book if I wanted to make use of all the great ideas I picked out from it. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for listening. Come by my Instagram, say hi, and I'll see you next time. Bye.